Hi, this is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage, Insights into Personal Wholeness for Spirit, Soul, and Body. I'm a psychologist in private practice. I treat adults. However, this is not a substitute for medication or counseling. If you're having thoughts of harming yourself or another person, or if this podcast triggers you in some way, please contact your doctor or a mental health specialist to help you with the things that concern you. This is a series on learned helplessness, and uh, we've looked at the definitions of learned helplessness in normal people, how it develops, the effects of chronic stress and frustration on normal people. Today we're going to look at the power of vows. Vows are... uh, things that we speak out loud about ourselves, what we will do, what we won't do. But vows can also be internal decisions that we make. I will never, you will never, things that happen in our own heart and mind. Now this can be connected to learned helplessness because when we're in pain, uh, emotional pain or chronic stress, we may make decisions that... uh, are based on the current situation. If you think about the movie Gone with the Wind, Scarlett O'Hara says, I will never go hungry again. And so there are vows or decisions that we make to guide our future. And there can be good vows, but we're going to focus today, of course, on the things that create more problems for people. So we'll be looking at the power of words and then how this shows up in daily life and why it's important, what to do about it. So let's start with the power of words. So words have power. They have power when we speak them, but they have power in our own hearts and minds because we always have an internal dialogue running. Uh, You may have heard the term self-talk, but there's always something going on in our hearts and minds, thoughts, attitudes, judgments, decisions, evaluations. We're not always aware of it because it it just a lot of things happen automatically like breathing. So I want to take a look at some of this. So in business or motivational thinking, I'm sure everyone's familiar with the power of positive thinking. That to succeed, you want to focus on positive thoughts, positive attitudes. There's also a, a philosophy Uh, there's a principle called the law of attraction. Now, it's not really a law. It's a philosophy. But the idea that positive thoughts draw positive outcomes and negative thoughts draw negative outcomes. In the field of education, there used to be a term called a self-fulfilling prophecy, where if a person believed they were going to fail, then they wouldn't do the things they needed to do to succeed. So that expectation of failure became what was called a self-fulfilling prophecy. Now I mentioned the power of words and there could be good vows that a marriage vow ties us to another person. Through our words, we build connections with other people. We can uh, compliment them, engage with them, draw closer to them. When people become a citizen, they take an oath of citizenship. Now, in the Christian tradition, 
again, there's a lot of emphasis on the power of words. I just want to mention a couple of places. So in Proverbs 18.21, it says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. In the book of Genesis, it says that God used words to create the universe. He could have just waved his hand or just thought about it, but he used words. In the New Testament, Jesus is called the Word of God. And also throughout the Bible, the use of prayers, the idea of binding and loosing through prayer to change situations or change spiritual atmospheres. The Bible teaches the power of words and spoken prayers. You can find that in Matthew 16, 19 in the New Testament. And I really like Job 22, 28 through 30 in the Old Testament. That we can use the power of words with spiritual authority to shape relationships, to change atmospheres, and to some degree invite God's presence to shift where things are heading into the future. So that's the power of the spoken word in philosophy, in culture, and through the Christian tradition. Now I'll mention that the last book that I published on Amazon is called Life Without Baggage. And I spent a lot of time in the first uh, few sections of the book looking at the power of vows and uh, what to do to break them if you've spoken some vows over yourself. So I'm going to give you some highlights from that book today to give you the basic principles and what you can do. So as I mentioned before, when we're in chronic stress or emotional pain or frustration, we may make vows about ourselves, about other people, about our future. To give you kind of a comical example, when my daughter was little, that was back in the days of the VCR, and people often had uh, concerns and issues about their children punching buttons, putting things into the VCR that didn't belong there, etc., etc. And of course, my daughter was very attracted to the VCR as well. And so um, frequently there would be some kind of a timeout because she was playing with the buttons or trying to put something into the VCR that shouldn't live there. And one day she... Uh, when I interrupted her, she said, when I get big, I'm going to push all the buttons. So there's an example of a vow. (laughs) Now, in our daily lives, we can become um, sensitized to stress or being around a demanding or critical or angry family member or parent or partner and we may begin to form vows. So here's what some vows might sound like. And we're not always aware of the fact we're doing it. I find that it's become so prevalent that I've really focused on it in, um, in my clinical practice over the last six months or so. So here's some sample of some vows that people might make in their own heart and mind. You will never, I will never forgive. I will never get over. I will not allow anyone to hurt me again. I will not trust. I will not feel. 
I've thought about even in songs that we sing that a lot of times they're made up of vows of what I'm never going to do again, what you're never going to do again. Some other samples of vows or what, what you might call judgments. All men are. All women are. Vows against or judgments against the self. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy of love. Things like that. Where we draw conclusions or make determinations. Where essentially we create a box for ourselves. We create sort of a cage. We put on certain blinders. Where we stop seeing options. We may stop seeing, uh, we may stop discerning good versus bad. We just put everything in one box, all men in one box, all women in one category, all uh, relationships in one category. So we limit ourselves and start limiting our future and limiting our options so that we're only seeing ourselves or other people in one way and we're only reacting to life in one way. So it really shuts down our options. The other way that this can happen is if we make a vow such as, I will never go hungry again, which I think was Scarlett O'Hara, then that can become an overdriven uh, an overdriven attitude or belief. And that way um, we, we invest too much energy. Uh, again, using Scarlett O'Hara, she kept marrying for money and not for love. And it never went well. But that overdriven need to recover the things she had lost. Also, people have overdriven attitudes when they've uh, been in difficult relational situations to prove their worth. And so they, they um, you can see like excessive cosmetic surgeries or excessive investments in uh in ministry or rescue or different philanthropic organizations that it's overdriven and out of balance and maybe they're not taking care of themselves or maybe they're not taking care of the people at home. So these are some different things that happen. When there is a destructive vow, it takes things out of balance, it puts people in different kinds of mental cages And it throws off balance and opportunity and new doors for new things to happen. So what do you do if you've discovered that you've made these vows? That you believe there's a few vows that you've made somewhere along the line? Well, very simply, we can just pray and break them. For people who don't have a relationship with God, I've encouraged them to just speak it out loud and break it. I come out of agreement with my vow that I will never be hurt again. I come out of agreement with the vow I will never trust again. Or if you put it in the terms of a prayer, I repent for the vow and judgment I made that I'm not good enough because I'm created in the image of God and I am lovable. So you can see how this kind of overlaps and ties in with the idea of mindsets that we talked about in the previous 
podcast where we have views about life, views about ourselves, and we can get locked into ways of thinking. And these vows are like another bondage to a way of thinking that's very limited and very rigid, and it prevents us from being fully alive, body, soul, and spirit. And as we've talked about in Learned Helplessness, we stop looking for ways to help ourselves when we have accepted a, a rigid and, uh, and hopeless way of viewing ourselves, way of viewing our options, way of viewing life, and sometimes even of God. So as we're coming close to the end of the podcast, in a few minutes I'm going to pray a blessing for you. But let me mention some resources for you. If you go to my website, drtonycooper.com, you can request a free digital booklet, which I'm calling Suffering Insights into Faith, and I can send you a free digital copy to your um, email. I also have videos on my YouTube channel that uh, correspond with some things I've talked about today some of the videos that you might be interested in that correlate with this podcast. Understanding personality needs. I have a video called Life Without Baggage. Also a video called Are You Trapped in a Vow? A prayer to use if you've used a lot of vows are Prayer to Know Truth, Prayer to Heal from Trauma, How to Pray with Power, and keys to the kingdom. So the spiritual ones use the power of words to break um, attachments, bitterness, and any vows to help people move forward. I mentioned my books are on Amazon and I have a book called Life Without Baggage where a lot of the material I talked about today, you can find that there. You can see I'm big on this theme of life without baggage these days. If you enjoyed this podcast, think about sharing it with a friend. And now let me pray a blessing for you. This is from Isaiah 11:2. May the Spirit of the Lord rest upon you, the Spirit of extraordinary wisdom, the Spirit of perfect understanding, the spirit of wise strategy, of mighty power, of revelation, and the reverential awe of the Lord. This is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage. Thanks for listening.